Hello, and thank you for listening to the Jawbreakers podcast. This is Susie, and this week we are talking about ridiculousness and the Liam Payne impulsive interview, both of which are very exciting and relevant to the entire world and all its problems. So thank you so much for listening. If you want to support, you can support just by listening. That's great. We also have an Instagram. It's at Nermanermer. And we also have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Those are three different ways to support. And the easiest of which is by just continuing to listen. And I appreciate you. And that is it. Um, Also, trigger warning, for some reason we talk about grooming more than once. So if you're really, if you don't want to hear about that today, maybe skip this one. Yeah, that's it. Hi, I'm Susie and I have pink hair. And I'm Alexis and I'm wearing Crocs. Crocs in a hat covered in pins. And you're listening to Jawbreakers, the universe's best podcast. The universe's best podcast. Every episode we look at celebrities and musicians to find fun little tidbits and conspiracies you won't see in magazines. We follow snack food mascots like Mr. Peanut and the Keebler Elves to make sure they're staying in their lane. And we do it all while eating candy. And hitting jewels. And we do it all while eating candy. And hitting jewels. Jawbreakers. <laughs> no, it's fine. I don't always feel like a beverage queen. But right now you do? But right now? Wow. I've got water, I've got coffee, and I've got strawberry banana body armor super drink. I like the strawberry banana one. What is it called? Strawberry banana body armor super drink. Is it like a flavored water or is it like juicy? Uh, It's like... In Somewhere between. in the middle, it's coconut water uh, with natural flavors and electrolytes. Wow. Yeah. Um, next point of business. I recently found out that people who don't live in the desert don't know what a swamp cooler is. Because there's free swamp air in all the other parts of the country. Yeah. But swamp coolers humidify. And make... Swamp air. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I found that out a couple, like a year or so ago. Makes sense. It's hard to explain it. Nobody understands why it would be necessary. Well, one, you can't afford to run an AC mm-hmm. 24-7 for six months. All right. No one can afford that. Probably not good for the environment either to run like a big electronic thing. So you get a swamp cooler, which is... Uh, they just, it's like a wet pad that they blow the air through and the air gets slightly colder. <laughs> right. It makes it like, yeah, it's just less hot. Yeah. There's um, one D drama. <laughs> Go on. One of them went on, I don't think we ever talked about it. One of them went on Logan Paul's podcast and was like, oh, we hate each other and all this drama. And then everyone hated him. Liam Payne. Everyone's like, he said all kinds of stuff. He was like, he was trying to imply that he like got in a physical altercation with Zayn at one point, yeah. and like, and he said he did the best sales out of any of the solo artists, which is 
completely absurd because even if he wasn't... Harry Styles is, like, for the five spots in the top 40 right now. Right. Undeniably, like, Harry Styles is the top. No question. Like, not even like, looking into it. He's the Justin Timberlake right. of that group. Like, he's right. not... There's absolutely no fucking around with that. Right. It's just obvious. Harry Styles is too big to go on Logan Paul's podcast. Absolutely. Doesn't even know who Logan Paul is. No. Harry Styles is busy with, like, Howard Stern. Yep, everyone was pissed. And then everyone's like, why'd you have to do this? Like, all everyone else has kept pretty quiet about it. Like, all the one... There direction. hasn't been a tell-all about right. One Direction. And then Liam Payne just won some... Wanted a little attention. He got it. He got it. But everyone hated him for it. At what cost, you know? Wasn't he, like, drunk on it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty probably. sure he kept, like, drinking. I heard some people say that it seems like he was just saying things to impress Logan Paul. I can... Which is, like, pretty cringy. Yeah. It's also easy to imagine on that, on that podcast. Alright, so after Alexis and I recorded, I went ahead and watched the Liam Payne interview with the Impulsive crew, and I've got a little bit of a review of it. Liam Payne, if you don't know who that is, is a former member of One Direction, and One Direction's obviously a group that was put together on the show X Factor in 2010. They're regarded as one of the biggest boy bands of all time. They've won nearly 200 awards and sold over seven. 70 million records worldwide. Liam is not the best known name from the group. I would say Harry Styles is the best known name. A lot of those guys, I think all of them actually have put out solo music since since One Direction sort of stopped performing in 2016. Liam has one song pretty much that got far. It's called Strip That Down. Came out in 2017 and it peaked at number 10 in the United States. If you aren't familiar with Impulsive, um, I didn't know much about Impulsive before I started watching more YouTube because I became friends with Alexis. Logan Paul is the brother of the meathead boxer Jake Paul, and he's known best for being online and specifically this time that he found a dead body in Japan and filmed it for his vlog. He has not lived that down yet. It's pretty gnarly. He literally filmed a suicide victim he has apologized for it, but at this point, not a lot of respect for him in the world. So, and he's earned that. He now has a podcast called Impulsive that he does with a couple of other guys that are just known for being online, and it mostly has guests that are like self-made entrepreneurs, B or C list musicians, boxers, or other people who are into like physical combat and other YouTubers. Those are the biggest names that he's got on there, except for one time, kind of recently, they got Arnold Schwarzenegger, which <laughs> is in their intro now, because, I mean, that's definitely the biggest celebrity. I don't know if someone didn't brief Arnold Schwarzenegger properly or what, but they... I've only watched the show a couple of times. I watched it when 6 9 was on there, because I was interested to see what 6 9 had to say. That's a perfect example of the type of guest they typically have. He's a big name, but... Um, they're just trying to rile people up and it's just a bunch of dudes talking. Pretty much, I don't trust anybody whose only sponsors are like SeatGeek and Manscaped. That's just not the type of podcast I normally listen to, but since this one got a lot of attention, I'm, 
I watched it, and obviously we talked about it in the show today. So I'll give you a rundown of the of the episode, the impulsive episode. They're in Minneapolis, which is like sort of weird. I was like kind of wondering the whole time why Liam was in Minneapolis, and also there's a guy on the show named Mike. Mike asked Liam like, "What are you doing here?" And also asked him earlier in the show like, "Why did you ever see yourself on impulsive?" Because honestly, like. It's sort of out of bounds for a <laughs> for a guy who is in the biggest boy band in the world to be on impulsive. He doesn't he like kind of jokes it off. He's really good at just joking it off, but it is suspicious and it's like <laughs> why are you on impulsive in Minnesota? Like they're not filming in LA or even Florida. Like how did you run into them? Anyways, so there's already like a suspicious nature to that. Like Liam can't be doing that that well. He probably is doing fine. It seems like he has a kid now and stuff. But just the very nature of him being a guest on this show indicates a bigger picture of what his life looks like post One Direction. He is just... He's drinking whiskey the whole time. Um, I think he's getting just more and more amped up. I also watched it on one and a half times speed because I'm not trying to spend (laughs) the better part of an hour when I'm already... You know, you get it. So... They do a lot of just, like, amping him up. They're like, you're in great shape. What's your skincare routine? And he does look good, but it's a lot of just, like, super bro-y, no homo. Like, Liam, you're so hot, but not like that. They talk about One Direction. Um, It appears that Liam thinks One Direction happened as a combination of Twitter trends being developed at the same time and people watching The X Factor and hyping it up on Twitter. Plus... He was on the X Factor two years prior to when One Direction was formed. As a 14-year-old, he was on it, and he says that Simon Cowell promised him a gig if he came back in a couple of years. Simon Cowell, I cannot believe, is responsible for One Direction, but he is, so keep that in mind. The way that Liam describes it is that Simon was working with Liam and then sort of formed the other guys around him. So he's the focal point. He's the big talent. And he also said that he led off, uh, he let off every musical number at first because they knew that he wouldn't crack under pressure. I'm a little curious what all the other guys in the band have to say about that. He seems to have a pretty big head about it. it the whole thing is just such a circle jerk anyway because Logan Paul's sitting there like, oh yeah, you're the best. And these other two guys that probably never listen to One Direction are like, yeah, we respect and revere you. Very, very strange. (sighs) Liam talks a lot about Justin Bieber, which I thought was interesting. I guess there was like some sort of beef with Justin Bieber at some point. And he talks about how he, I mean, basically he ends up comparing and contrasting what it would be like to be a solo artist like Justin Bieber versus so big and worldwide known, but in a group. And to be honest, I think that Justin Bieber had to become a lot more talented as a, as a, as a solo artist than Liam will ever be required to be. And at the same time, he also faces all of that press that being a solo celebrity faces. Liam doesn't get all that press, so he might be a little bit better off mentally if we're talking about just what it means to have thousands and thousands of people cheering for you. That's not a human concept that a lot of us could comprehend, and very few people have experienced it. Liam Payne is one of those people, not at the level of Justin Bieber, 
and he kind of acknowledges that. So I'm actually not that mad at him for that. They have a moment too, where they ask Liam, um, Logan. So I guess Jake Paul had like a fate, a fight with Zayn Malik at some point. Zayn Malik is another, he's the only technical former member of one direction because he left before the group finished. He had, you know, he dated, I think married Gigi Hadid. I think they had a baby together. He's around. He had a fight with Jake Paul once. So Logan tells that story, but they just keep talking about Mike keeps referring to Liam as like, he's in vault mode because Liam keeps alluding to all these like almost physical fights that he has. And when I say almost, I mean like actually he hasn't been in a fight probably. He just like often, he thinks of himself as someone who would fight. And when he does something really daring, like I guess he vaulted over a um, railing at a club, which is why Mike kept calling him like, oh, you're in vault mode. (laughs) Because he's just really high energy. I think he's just a big ego. And that's sort of not that cute to me. I'm not a big fan of guys who are like, I mean, he seems like he's really into the idea of beating someone up, but he doesn't even do it. Well, I'm not saying he should. Maybe he, he th- he's thrown a punch here or there. It's just a really weird thing to focus on for this guy that was in like a boy band at 16. It's weird, too, because Logan Paul has gotten really humble since the, um, the, f- the filming of the suicide victim incident he really had to like, I'm not, I'm not trying to praise Logan Paul too much here, but he really had to like figure out what he could do, what was appropriate and like how to be a decent person online as somebody who films every moment of his life and who does not do decent things a lot of the time. Weirdly, he was the most humble person in the room with Liam Payne sitting there. Liam was like, oh yeah, I've got whatever Charlie Puth's got where I can just like hear a note and play it. He just really thinks he's the shit and he wants to be a DJ and he doesn't want to be number one on the charts anymore and all this, which seems like a really convenient thing considering he will not be number one on the charts. Probably ever. The other thing I wanted to mention, just because, I mean, I'm going to ask Alexis about this too at some point, but they keep talking about how he's 28 years old and Mike is like just some washed up YouTuber and he's washed up in his mid thirties. I'm not saying all people in their mid thirties are washed up. This guy is, he kept calling Liam like, Oh, you're so wise. You're so wise. I don't know. Uh, That probably is partly true. He reached fame as an adolescent, which is what brings me to a judge on the X factor is a musician named Cheryl. And I didn't know this, this person at all until today. Um, Cheryl was a judge when he was, when Liam was 14, when he was 16, both times. When Liam is 23 years old, him and Cheryl have a baby together. Cheryl's 10 years older than him. A 10 year age difference between a 23 year old and a 33 year old may not be a huge deal, but something really doesn't sit right with me that they were introduced to each other at the time that they met. She was 24. He was 14. I think more people would know about this if the genders of these two people were reversed. I think that a lot of reason that young boys are victimized by adult women is because it's considered like they scored like, oh, you got an older woman um, because it's so desirable for young boys to be like sexual that they get taken advantage of by older people. 
I don't know that I have no reason to believe that anything happened while he was still a minor, but it really just doesn't sit right with me because what did happen when he was a minor is that they met for the first time. She was in her mid twenties and then they eventually have a baby together. They're not together anymore. They are raising this child, whatever, whatever. It's cool. He seems to be into it, but I just wanted to point that out because it struck me as weird. And since he's also got a lot going on, seems like he's got a lot going on mentally. seems like he's got a pretty like severe superiority complex about everything. Like he's talking about when he, when he boxes, he never taps out. He'd rather go unconscious, like all this stuff, all this really bro-y stuff. Um, a lot of people who are One Direction fans have talked about this interview and it seems like he might've been putting on a little bit extra of a show because of specifically the show he was on. Logan Paul brings that out in people and his whole crew does. So, you know, they ask him who he would fight and he says like Justin Bieber. Okay. So like that, but yeah, so I was never a huge One Direction fan. I don't feel any sort of way. I don't feel, I, this is really my first introduction to seeing Liam talk at all. So it's not, it's not like some huge shift for me. I do feel kind of bad that all the One Direction fans are upset about this interview but it honestly didn't sit that weird with me. It seemed like another another impulsive episode. So thanks for tuning in. Now you don't have to watch it. You're welcome. Yeah, let's see. I have um Oh, Ezra Miller's on the run. Oh, yeah. Where does Ezra Miller live? Maybe yeah. New York? I think he's California-based at this point. So Ezra Miller, <clears throat> I think his biggest thing at first was Perks being a wallflower, which is a huge bummer, because in the years since Perks being a wallflower, he's become a total piece of shit, yep. and has been escalating his behavior in a negative way, from just being sort of drunk in public, often to assaulting people at restaurants, to right. now he, um, sorry, they, oh yeah, they took a child they're a child groomer and now they're on the run i don't are they on the run with the child i think so i'd have to but the child posted the child was like no Um, you guys are wrong because the parents put out like a not a i was gonna say a hit for them two hours ago ezra miller taunts police as they remain missing you can't touch me Oh my gosh, that's bad. Yeah, yeah it's really, really bad. bad. <laughs> um, we were talking about this. Kind of hard to go missing in 2022, especially as somebody who is famous. Maybe I wasn't having that conversation with you. But you look like this. Literally, yeah. Who's gonna, if anyone sees you, they're gonna know who you are. Yeah, that sounds bad. So. Wait, did they just post that like online? Um, Miller's Instagram has been deleted. Yeah, how did they get that message across? Oh, so the kid is 18 now. Yeah. Gotcha. Ezra Miller's 29. But I think the, he's been grooming the kid for, like, Since they were 12. Time. Yeah. Yeah. So what, is, like, the flash over now, or...? Right, so that's what I wanted to say about Ezra Miller, because... People have largely ignored their behavior for the past, you know, 10 years. Yeah. And I've been confused by it. Like, they're the Flash, which is 
pretty big. I mean, I was like, okay, well, maybe, like, the Flash isn't that big of a deal, which I think is kind of true. Also, like, I don't think Ezra Miller's the best Flash ever, so, like, that's... (laughs) maybe part of it so it's well, like she's kind of a dumb superhero right so it's like okay <laughs> they have the superhero role but it's like ugh, who's gonna look critically at the flash right but then they're also in the fantastic beast franchise oh yeah which i was like okay why did they why did they get that role like okay let's say hypothetically you already cast ezra miller for the flash you don't want to recast the flash which i think would be possible (laughs) but you don't want to do that but like why why when the fantastic beast franchise opened did ezra miller land a role Hmm. because this if this kid was 12 and is now 18 that means the whole last six years when ezra miller's getting arrested for being drunk and disorderly and assaulting people they've also been doing this shit like that's bad this is like it's just been getting worse and worse. They could have stopped it. Have people known that Ezra Miller sucks for this long? I think so. At Everyone least for has like, just said like he's an asshole. They're an asshole or whatever. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure some of those first charges go back like at least five or six years that yeah, I remember hearing about them. I vaguely them. remember it being like a long time ago. Yeah. Stop Ezra Miller 2022. Or alternatively, stop Ezra Miller 2015. I also wonder if Ezra Miller being not straight meant that less people cared about them, and therefore... It was just like, ah, it's just a kid. Right. I don't know, that's speculation. Obviously, that, plus being white, managed, I think, to maybe put them in, like, a cute little corner of, like, oh, this person's just a little unhinged. Um, let's see, I had another point of business... Oh, Jojo Siwa bought a Lambo. Just a regular one. Just a plain Lambo? Yeah, no, like, weird decals or anything. She bought a Lambo, but she also... What color is it? White. Weird. I got this ad for, like... It was a Procter & Gamble-based Pride event called Can't Cancel Pride. And Procter & Gamble just, like, owns every... Everyone. A weird, huge name to have on a Pride event. Hosted by Jojo Siwa. With special moment from Lizzo. Award recipient Elton John. Performances by Katy Perry, Sam Smith, Kim Petras, etc. So yeah, if we're wondering where she got the money, just buy a Lambo. It's Pride Month. (laughs) So she's just making, dude, her most lucrative month of the year. I honestly think so. She is... As many places as she could sell out, she did. Wow. Anyways, you want to talk about ridiculousness for a minute? Yeah. Huh. She bought a white Lambo. She, like, she teased it the day before and was like, I'm going to do a car reveal tomorrow. And everyone's like, what's it going to look like? Is it going to be... And it doesn't have her face all over it. Have you been seeing her clapping back on Twitter to everyone who's saying that she doesn't know anything about dance? Because she's on So You Think You Can Dance. Bro, what? She's literally... That's, that's what literally she's known for. literally her entire life. Okay, all I can find is a bunch of people saying that she crashed someone else's Lamborghini. Did she? I don't know. I don't have time for that. I don't care if she did. Anyhow. Oh, there it is. Wow. So, I can't even... I wouldn't even recognize her. She was driving that car. <laughs> 
Like, I'd be like, is that JoJo? And I'm like, nah. Yeah, um, so Alexis and I went to a bar, and they were playing Ridiculousness, and then we thought, wow, what a great show. <laughs> it really is just America's Funniest Home Videos. Right. Um, you can send things in there, right? It's not, like, scarred, where they're, like, no sending things in. Um. Do you understand my reference when I say that? No, I don't. What is scarred? With, uh, Jacoby from Papa Roach. Remember that show? Scarred! You've brought this up, actually, before on the podcast, and the, so I still haven't seen it. The intro, for some reason, isn't Scars by Papa Roach. Right. For whatever fucking reason. That's why that show's canceled. Um, but they always do a warning that's like, please do not send in videos, blah, 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 blah. I feel like there's another like other shows similar that are like, please do not send in submission. We will not look at them. But I think real ridiculousness, they ask for things. But, no, but you don't win anything, though. So it's different. I mean, I'm just trying to look it up for you, but... It's America's home, vid- home videos without any prize. I don't think there's a prize for America's funniest home videos, is there? Yeah, you do. Someone wins. There's, like, a top three, and then somebody wins. I don't know how they win. I don't know if there's, like, a voting or, like, a clapometer or something. You're right. But there's a there's a lot of submissions that, oh, I guess because they get them in and then like arrange they them. They play them, but yeah. then like they fly out some people and. Right, that's right. Okay, the shocking way America's Funniest Home Videos actually picks its winners. I highly doubt I'd be surprised by the way they pick their winners. Sometimes it was a factor of our taping date and who could make the trip. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. So ridiculousness has been on for about a billion years. Mm-hmm. Except not really, but there's 26 seasons. Hosted by Rob Deerdeck. Love that little boy. MTV personality Rob Deerdeck. We found a stat last night that at one point in 2020 it was taking up 67% of MTV's (laughs) programming. Which I can't imagine any other channel having one show taking up 67%. That's absurd. Though, I do have the follow-up question. Did it include... Does that stat include amazingness, deliciousness, adorableness, and messiness? I don't think so. You think it was just ridiculousness? Yeah. What is all of those words? Are those other Rob Deerdeck shows? Mm Mm-hmm. Let me click them. Amazingness? Amazingness. What does that mean? Amazingness? I'm sorry, are you suggesting that ridiculousness is a better word? Yes. Okay. Amazingness is an American talent show competition hosted by Rob Deerdick. Rob! What's deliciousness? He's like a, a guest, a food judge? Deliciousness is an American comedy clip show hosted by Tiffany Thiessen. It's a spinoff of Ridiculousness showcasing various food-themed videos from the internet. Oh, Deerdick's birthday's coming up! When is it? June 28th. He's from Ohio. Uh, he has such Ohio vibes. He does. June 28th. So that's... In a couple weeks. What sign is that? Mm, cancer? Cancer. Adorableness is an American comedy clip show yeah, hosted show by James Davis and Allison Hannigan? Mm, what? 
What is it about? It just says it's a spin-off of ridiculous. What is what is adorableness? Babies or Kid Litters, Gramtastic, Mini Miracles, cute cursors. Okay, so it's pretty much exactly what we think. And then messiness. Jesus Christ. These are shows? Yeah. Are they like on MTV or are they just like online stupid? They're on MTV. Um, it's an American comedy clip show hosted by, I'm pretty sure, isn't Nicole Polizzi Snooky? Yes. And Tori Spelling. <laughs> For what is that? Messiness. <laughs> <laughs> Seeks to celebrate dating, partying, and all messy stages of young adulthood. Pre- oh, and Adam Rippon, the gay figure skater. What a group. (laughs) I'd watch that one. So Ridiculousness is an empire is what I'm trying to say. Did you ever watch any other Rob Deerdeck shows? Any of those or any before? Mm -mm. I watched a little bit of Robin Big. I loved Fantasy Factory. I used to watch Fantasy Factory all the time. What is it? Um, He had a factory... Of, uh, it seemed pretty fantastical. Uh, he just had a bunch of stupid shit in there. And they would just do stupid shit all day. Like, everyone had a little office, and then he had, like, this little... There was this kind of circle area where, like, everyone's offices were. But then in the middle, there would be, like... He would, like, fill it up with bubbles or something. Huh. Uh, in 2016, the New York Times did a study of TV shows and found that Ridiculousness is the is most popular in rural Alaska, New Mexico, and Montana. That makes a lot of sense. I don't know about much about Montana or rural Alaska, but that makes a lot of sense for New Mexico. It's least popular in Washington, it- D.C., Atlanta, and San Francisco. <laughs> They're fucking busy, dude. Yeah, all those people are way too busy to watch. Somewhere ridic- like, like New York, some people it's it's just in the middle ground, you know, because some people in New York can't afford to go do anything else, so they're just gonna sit and watch ridiculousness. Right. Oh, there's also ridiculous Chile, ridiculous made in France. Uh, there's a there's one in Spain. There's one in Brazil. There's one in. Okay, it's called ridiculousness Africa. Oh, it's for South Africa. Um, there's one in Mexico. There's one in Sweden. There's one in Poland. Dutch ridiculousness. Um, these are all on MTV of whatever those those places. Do are. they get? I assume like the ridiculousness that we watch in the U.S. is America specific. Do you think it's America specific? I feel like they would. Yes. Be. I mean, maybe if they get a really good thing. From a different... Maybe if there's a really good person getting run over by a car. (laughs) In a different country. Yeah, they might show it on all of them. (laughs) Oh, great. All of Fantasy Factory is available to stream on Paramount+. Plus. I still have Paramount+. Plus. I tried to cancel and couldn't figure out how. (laughs) Dude, I tried to... When I canceled my Paramount+, Plus, it didn't let... Like, I thought I did it, and then, like, a month later, it it was still charging me. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened to me. But then I figured it out, I think. I don't know, I haven't checked. We don't need- I mean, there was a time and place for Paramount Plus. I have no reason for it now. No. Why did well, I- I'm need, at a watch, iCarly. Why did we need Paramount Plus? I got it for Drag Race. I don't know why you got it. 
I feel like you had a trial that it did. Yeah. And then I watched whatever I wanted to watch. There's too much going on. Like, um, I like, well, wait, I don't, never mind. I don't pay for Disney Plus, so I don't care about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Netflix, I'll keep, just cause, you know. As a formality. Hulu, I care about. Yeah, I like Hulu. I open Hulu daily. Um, I have enjoyed having my access to HBO Max. I don't know how long I'll keep it. I've also enjoyed your access to HBO Max, <laughs> but I wouldn't be, like, angry if you got rid of it. Right. I like the option. I, d- I got HBO Max to watch the new Mindy Kaling show. I thought you got it to watch Harry Potter. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I think I- <laughs> huh. I think they were came out around the same time. And I was like, well, now's a good, better time than ever. Right. But then I just kept it. I would never pay for that Apple streaming service. No, it costs money or something. Yeah, I've only got Apple it for Plus. Free. Yeah. What if I end up watch? Uh, what's his face? Ted Lasso? Yeah, I think so. Anyhow, I would watch Fantasy Factory. I would like to have Fantasy Factory just playing in a room at 24-7. I guess we could just put on MTV and watch Ridiculousness instead. Yeah. Well, um, I gotta go. Oh, you're right. Fuck, Mary kill. Ridiculousness. All 890 episodes of it. Uh-huh. Adorableness with Allison Hannigan. Or messiness with Snooky and Tori Spelling and Olympian Adam Ripon. Um, I think I'm gonna kill ridiculousness, fuck messiness, and marry adorableness. It's a really good choice. I just like a part of me was like, oh, I'm uh, no matter what, I'm fucking messiness, and then I was like, ah, I could just kill adorableness, like who cares? But I don't really want to marry ridiculousness. No, Rob Deerdick walking around on a giant laptop. No, <laughs> I don't need that. Great, great. You? Um, I'm killing ridiculousness. I mean, a lot of people are gonna be mad, but it has to be done. Yeah, someone's uh, gotta do it. Can't fuck adorableness. So well, I have to marry weird. it. Fuck messiness. Yep.